get to and a lot to talk about here this morning. So uh, we're going to dive in and, and just kind of get going. we got a lot of things to do today. Uh, we say good morning to Ward White. Ward, how are you? Welcome to Monday. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah, hit that button. <laughs> it's the one on the left. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> you doing okay? Everything good? Yeah, great. Solid weekend? Very good weekend. What'd you, what'd you get done? Uh, got a couple of TVs hung up and put uh, sound systems on them and did some stuff, other things around the house. So, wow. Yeah, had a good day. Good weekend. Very busy. Yeah, very busy. Very busy. Well, there you go. So are we getting that back porch area? Are we getting it all taken care of? Yes, it's all done. Sweet. Yeah. Now, can you can the, can you sit out there in the winter time or or is yes. it okay? Yeah. So it's it's enclosed. Yeah, put a uh, a new heater in there. Really? Yeah, nice. Very nice. Very yeah. cool. All right. Well, uh, trying to think. Besides, little power naps. <laughs> I did, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I didn't those do, are needed. Yeah, I didn't do much. Uh, I was up here a lot Saturday. We were we, we had a lot of things going on Saturday, so I was here mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot Saturday. And uh, no Sunday, just you know, go to church and then get on the couch and watch football. Yeah, gave so. Coco a bath this weekend. Coco got a bath. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, she needed it. How about that? Yesterday was a good day for it. Nice and warm. Well, you what, is this you, February? You, yeah, it's gonna say. Hang on a second now. Just get ready because this week's gonna be a fun week. Starting today, in fact. Yes, there is there's something coming in today, but boy, Wednesday night and Thursday. Hunker down. Yes, buckle up. It's going to get a little chilly. But you know what? We really haven't had a ton of winter. No, we haven't. We, I mean, we've we've been very blessed. We've had a little cold air here and there. We used our fireplace twice this year. That's not much. No, and it was back-to-back nights. I mean, you know, it's just, just hadn't been cold enough. No. Uh, because the worst thing in the world is to start a fire. Because, because I, I look, I like a fire. Me too. But when you start that fire, it better be cold. Because if it, you can't, it, with the fireplace, it's not like you're going to cool the house down unless you turn the AC on. <laughs> and it can get toasty in there in a hurry. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I, I take my ceiling fans in the wintertime and, and I reverse them. Yeah. Drive the heat down. No, I don't. I sleep under a ceiling fan in the well, dead of winter. So do we. Uh, that, that's the one room that I that I don't do. And plus, I have oscillating fans. I get, I get two oscillating fans to go with the ceiling fan. Yeah, I like oh, the wow. noise. Yeah, <laughs> like the noise. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you you better have a blanket. <laughs> so, but the rest of the house, though, I mean, that's they're reversed. Yeah, that's smart. Drive that heat down. But anyway, we'll we'll. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna need some firewood this week, I think. I think you will. We got a couple of days that uh, make it a little chilly, so yeah, there won't be any milk or bread in, in the stores by Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that always cracks me up. Well, I know. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, I was watching a show the other day, and it was they were kind of reflecting back on 2000, and they were reflecting back on the start of COVID mm-hmm. and the uncertainty of COVID, and you know there was more questions than answers. And it wasn't the lunch meat leaving the counters. It was the paper towels and the toilet paper. Toilet paper. Yeah. Still hadn't figured that one out. Nope. Like, you know, they will make more. They can make more. They <laughs> For a have, while, we didn't know they were. <laughs> they have They have that skill set. They have that ability. You that, know? Was, that was wild. 
It was. And I don't care what store you went to. That aisle was empty. Mm-hmm. And you're like, when you getting more? <laughs> <laughs> I need that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we both missed on Cincy and Kansas City. Yes. I, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll hear from Joe Burrow in our next segment. But what did you think at the time, and what do you think now about the that final sequence right before halftime with the Chiefs? I I think that was a, a mistake. I just I, I I don't I think they left they left points on the table that they should have taken. In my opinion, amen. At five seconds, I said, okay, I know five's kind of a weird number, but you got to kick. You got to get the three points here. And, and then I got to thinking about it at halftime. Was there a play where they could have thrown to the end zone and still preserve the time? I, I, I don't know. I, I, here's what I do know. That was three on the board, and you, were, you had your kind of foot on their throat at that point. Oh, you did. It yeah. was twenty-one to three, correct? Yeah, you were in control of the game. So now it goes to twenty-four to three and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I believe you're getting the football to start the second half. Yes, you got to get points there. I don't know if that's an Andy Reid mistake, if that's an OC mistake, if that's a Patrick Mahomes mistake. I don't know. What I and, and is it a coincidence? That they came out in the second half and just didn't play very well, didn't play with that same swagger. No, they were flat in the second half. I don't. Were they flat or were they just not very confident? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, you can do. They e- did not. One. They weren't the same football team. That's a fact. No, they weren't There's, offensively. No, they they were not. And did that play put Cincinnati back in the football game? And, and I think it, it had something to do with it. I don't know if it put them back in the game, but it certainly had something to do with it, I think. Well, I think it it's gave a, them a little bit of confidence going into the locker room. Well, yeah, I think it's a big play going into, into the locker room. And, and you know what? And I understand they run the swing pass or whatever that was, but the Bengals still had to make a play and tackle. Yeah. Tackle shot of the goal line, and they did, and that's that. Uh, I thought it was a huge play. Oh, I do too. I, I really do. I, I just – I. You know, I don't know if that was the turning point. It certainly could be. I mean, well, when you go look, back and look at they it. They looked like they were wandering around lost uh, in, in the second half. They didn't play with that same swagger, charisma. You pick a word. I mean, you know what I mean? It just wasn't – they just didn't look the same. No, they now, didn't. Now, did Cincinnati do some stuff at halftime to, to kind of – I don't know, you know? Yeah, I mean, but you know, Mahomes struggled 9-22 of – Two interceptions yep. in the second half. I yep. mean, he was struggling in the second half. Was he struggling prior to that little screen pass right before the half? Um, I mean, he, he wasn't struggling, but he you know he, he had a couple of moments there in the first half where it just didn't go his way. But I, I really think that that was, you know, that was a – They scored that on was their a, first three that possessions. Was, yeah, that was a tough thing to swallow going in the locker room. And I, and I don't know why. I mean, I don't know that that should have changed – Changed things except for maybe it amped up Cincinnati and felt like, hey, we can stop them there. We can stop them anywhere on the field. Right. So, I mean, that may have had a lot to do with it. And, and, you know, 
Maybe just the simple disappointment of being able to drive the football down the field again because, I mean, they were driving the football all day long. Mm-hmm. What was it? Their first three possessions end up in the end zone, and here we go again. We're about to get a 20, you know, a, a touchdown. No worse than a field goal. I mean, they've got three in the books. Yeah, they should have taken the field goal there. I, I, I said that when they were lining up for the play. I was, what are you doing? Yeah. Take, it, the, it, take it, the points and jog in. It was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. So we'll get into that. I mean, we'll, maybe that's too much swagger. Yep. Yeah. We'll get into the 49ers and the and the Rams. Did the, the in the 49ers, didn't they have a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter? Yes. They gave that one away too. So, and that's a team that But I mean, credit the Rams for getting it done. Right. Now, I think it's pretty evident that Garoppolo is not going to be there uh moving forward with San Francisco. But do you put this one on on Jimmy G? It's a 10-point lead. Uh, <laughs> I I think there's a chance that that's going to happen. Um, oh, I, 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 but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, who coughed up the ten point lead? Did the offense or the defense? Well, the offense couldn't get anything going. All of a sudden, the Rams' defense woke up and pressure. Yeah, they there started was no getting, pressure in the first three quarters. No, and all of a sudden they started they started getting to Jimmy G and they slowed down the running game a little bit. And I mean, you know, you didn't hear from Von Miller until the fourth quarter. But in the fourth quarter, he made a couple of big plays. Yeah, now, I, look, the 49ers offensively were horrible in the fourth quarter because of pressure. That's right. Because of pressure. It was it, one word, pressure. They The Rams got to Garoppolo, and, and but my point being, even at that, you had a 10-point lead. Aren't you supposed to get that done? Well, yeah, I would think. You know, in, in a conference championship game, you get a 10-point lead, you start milking the clock, don't you? Just get some first downs? Yeah, I mean, any way you can. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he. You, there's no doubt, because that's the easy thing to do. You're going to blame that guy because you, you don't feel like he's the caliber of quarterback that you want. But I'm not – Got him there. And he look, he may, he makes a throw in the end zone. That touchdown throw in the end zone is big time. And, and I was, and we were talking about it yesterday. I said it, it is interesting that he will make a big time throw, and then he'll come back and make some throws where you're going, "What are you doing? Even releasing the football?" There are some he decisions. He has those tendencies. He has some decisions where you just go, "What in the world?" I will say though, too, in the fourth quarter, his receivers didn't help him out a whole lot. I mean, he made a couple of throws that should have been caught, but he also missed a couple of wide-open receivers and, and tried to fit some into a an area that probably shouldn't have been thrown to there. I mean, he had his tight end a couple of times when he tried to go over the top. Instead, if he just hits the tight end, it's first down, and mm-hmm. they got a new set of downs, and they're using that clock, like we said. But even at that, all those mistakes, it's 17-7 to mm-hmm. in favor of of the and I I wanted to say the visitors, but I'm not sure they were the visitors. It was well, that was a lot whoa, of red in that crowd. There was a lot of red in that crowd. And final thought before we dive into all of this stuff, and, and we're a member of the media, so look, what is the story with Tom Brady? Yeah, I'm not sure. I I everybody's saying he's done. We hadn't heard from him yet. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Has the organization 
announced that he is done? No. Has his management team announced that he is done? Not to my knowledge. Has he announced that he is retiring? Not to my knowledge. Now, there may be people within his camp that have leaked this out. But at this point today, two days after all, I mean, breaking news, breaking news. I mean, that's what you saw Saturday during the basketball games. Mm -hmm. Breaking news. Adam Schefter's reporting. Okay. I don't I don't know. I mean, everybody wants to be first. That's why? Just, that's hey, where hey, we let, are. let me ask you that. Why is that? I don't know. I, it drives me. That's why I, I pretty much stay off Twitter. It, it drives me insane. Why do, we, why do you have to be first I to don't. report a retirement? I, it, on, on anything. Why do you have to be first? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, I, it's, it's where we're at now. So wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been prudent just to, to, to wait on him? To, or at least get some kind of confirmation from its camp. No, because you want to be first. You want the credit. Look what I did. And then how do, how do you put the genie back in the bottle if, if for some reason he doesn't retire? I hope he doesn't. I, I do too. I, I swear I hope he plays another season just because of that. I think it's ridiculous. First of all, I don't care who's first to report something. I don't Who either. Who cares? I don't either. Does that prove something? Not to me. You know, the person that takes their time and does it correctly, maybe that's, you know, maybe there's something should be said for that that person. Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, you know. I mean, it it won't shock me if he goes ahead and and says something, but I don't, I I don't know. Shouldn't he have the opportunity to do it on his own time? I would think so. I mean. Hadn't he earned that? Yeah. Don't you owe that guy that to be able to say, okay, we think he's, we think he's done, but. We haven't heard from him yet. Or, or reported as sources are telling us, but we, but we don't have confirmation. Yeah. From. Do you think he comes out today and has an announcement? Or do you th- feel I'll like that he feels he feels a little bit no way. upset that he the, didn't get to say it? He'll, he, you know what? If he had intended to retire today, he's not now. Yeah, that's a possibility. You know, I, I, and one of the things that you'd kind of heard when all this started popping up is that he was going to stay out of the way of the playoffs and the Super Bowl because he has too much respect for, for those teams and, and, and that he was going to do it after the fact if he doesn't. But that was one of the things that you heard is that he didn't want to, he didn't want to interfere with playoffs and, and Super Bowl and all that. Make himself the story. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean – he, look, he's played in what seven or eight of these things. He's won seven. He knows what this is, what these two weeks are about for these two teams, mm-hmm. particularly these two teams. It's been a while since the Rams have been there. What it was the '88, the last time the Bengals have seen the Super Bowl without buying a ticket. Yes. So he knows, and I'm I'm just you know. I, <laughs> And you know what? Even if he does retire today, and even if ESPN was correct, who cares? Yeah, shame on them. I agree. That should have been about him, not Adam Schefter. Right. I agree 100% on that. It's just, you know, breaking news, breaking news. We've learned this just in. Yeah, Lee, let it go already. 
All right, uh, this just in at 7-16. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll talk more about the playoffs here in just a second. Jerry Hill's going to join us at the bottom of the hour and talk some Baylor basketball, both the men and the women. The uh, men, boy, that was a tough one, wasn't it, against Bama? Uh, and I thought Alabama played really, really well. Big 12 had a tough one all the way across the board. So I think, I think uh, Alabama, I mean, not Alabama, but the SEC now has the lead. I think it was kind of kind of dead even and i think now that the sec we'll, we'll check with jerry on that but uh it, look it was what six to four uh in favor of the uh, the sec so there you go all right uh, 717 this is game time here on espn central texas tom and ward we're glad you're with us and uh, coming up next more nfl football conversation right here on espn central texas this is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. An upper-level disturbance moves in this morning, which will bring an 80% chance for showers and possibly a few thunderstorms this afternoon. Highs today will only make it in the upper 50s and lower 60s. Rainfall tapers off by later this evening with an overnight low of 51. Clouds stick around tomorrow with a high of 69. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Baylor women's basketball all season long with Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in the Farrell Center Wednesday evening hosting Oklahoma. 6.30 for the countdown to tip off. 7 p.m. tip off Wednesday. Baylor Big 12 women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. <laughs> wow, it's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one -on -one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco and on Facebook. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Having an accredited land consultant like Daryl Weems and his team of farm, ranch, land, and home experts on your side is a must when making what may be the biggest financial decision in your life. Selling farm and ranch property since 1925, United Country's Twin Bends Realty is your go-to source for real estate industry insight and advice. Sellers will benefit from UC's cutting-edge technology that will provide your property with maximum visibility. Find your freedom by calling Daryl Weems, your local land pro at United Country Twin Bends Realty. Learn more at twinbendsrealty.com. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. I want to 
All right, 720. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Ward, uh, it, it, precisely what time is the rain supposed to arrive? What time are, are you predicting? <laughs> I, I'm not. Hang a, on. No, no, you're predicting this. This is your prediction. Uh, let's see. Twelve thirteen. Twelve thirteen, huh? <laughs> wow. I, I'm going to go 926. Okay, you're looking at your app, Yes, right? I am. I'm cheating. I'm going 926. Well, it's uh, a 70% chance of rain at 9 o'clock, but there's a 30% chance it won't. See, okay. it, it depends on how you view things. Hmm. You know, are you a half, the glass is half full or gla- half empty? If Look, it's either a 70% chance it is or a 30% chance it's not. Right. So, okay. I can, I can see you that. You working with that? I can see that. So with that in mind, I'm going that is yeah I'm going with that seventy. I think that number's the bigger number is probably a little more. Okay, and so we're going to say nine twenty six. All right, there you two go. hours from basically two hours and five minutes from right now. You better have an umbrella. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just making this up as we go. Yeah, we mentioned the temperatures on Wednesday dropping. Yeah, it'll be raining on Wednesday, then turn to sleet and snow. Your high Thursday, 32. 32. Yeah. The low, 20. Wow. Better get that firewood ready. Yeah, and, you know, I can do the snow part. I, I'm just not a big fan of the ice. That's when it, yeah, that's when it all goes sideways, when you get the ice. You have those skis ready so you can get here. I still have them from last year. <laughs> to, to, to march up here. Oh, man. Yeah, I had to do that several times last year. So, well, we'll cross that when we get there. All right. I don't uh, think it's going to be quite weird. that bad. No, no it's not going to be anything like no, that. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, Rams and the Bengals. Does just, I know it's a Super Bowl, but does the Rams and the Bengals excite you? Uh, I mean, it does for the reason of we haven't seen these two teams face off in the Super Bowl in a while. Um, it, We've never seen this matchup, but anyway, these two teams making it to the Super Bowl individually. Um, so that that does. Just having two completely different teams in the Super Bowl than we've had in a while, that kind of excites me a little bit. Um, and as good as Joe Burrow's playing to be, you know, a second-year guy, is just absolutely phenomenal. So... I, I'm excited to see how he how he steps on the big stage. There's only been two quarterbacks ever that's taken their team to a national championship and then to a Super Bowl. Now there's three, and and, and so you know he's in he's in rare company right now, and he's just so low key about it. He talked about going to the Super Bowl after the game yesterday. I think if you would have told me coming into the league you know when I got drafted that we'd be here this year you know I would obviously it would be a shock but you know like I said earlier now it's not I'm not surprised you know playing this whole year I knew what we would have a chance to be here and but you know today was a, a great win for for the organization for ownership and in the city and me personally as well so you know it's a very exciting moment <laughs> you would think he'd be bouncing off the walls, but that's not his personality. It's not at all. It's and that's probably why when they're well, they down call him Joe Cool. Yeah, it's probably why when they're down twenty-one to three, 
that he's like, you know, hey, let's just go play football. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what they did. I mean, I know we talk about Kansas City didn't respond in the second half like they did in the first, all, all that stuff. But Cincinnati just kind of stayed the course, didn't they? I Yeah, I mean, for for lack of any other way to explain it, yeah, I, I think you're – Spot on. I mean, they didn't. They didn't panic. They just stayed right with the game plan. And isn't that nice to see? Stay in a game plan. That doesn't happen in the NFL, does it? Nope. Most of the time, it's panic, panic, panic. Yeah. They, Adju- let's adjust. Which I mean, you know, you have to be able to do that too. But and they made some adjustments in some of the stuff they were doing. But they didn't. They didn't get away from what they've done all season long to be able to get things done. It's just, you know, maybe we maybe we run the underneath routes a little different or something like that and and, and we're gonna try to run the ball differently. You know, and you, maybe you they make, did. You you make those adjustments, but you don't just completely abandon your personality. Right. And uh, you know, around here we see them abandon their personality pretty quick. You get down by one touchdown up, well, we can't run the ball anymore. No, I it, there was something to be said about how they went about their business. Yeah. And, and you know, it was just kind of – and, again, they're down tw- – it wasn't like they were down 14 to 10. They were down 21 to 3 and getting thumped. And it's about to be 24 to 3. But you know what? Even if Kansas City would have got that field goal, I still don't think that they would have done anything different. I, I think that's their M.O. is say, hey, you know what? We are who we are. Let's go play. And they did. It was yeah. – they were kind of fun to watch. I mean, it, both games are really good. Right, this but, whole playoffs has been outstanding. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, yesterday, I thought yesterday all four teams notched it up a little bit in the physicality department. There was some smoking going on. They were knocking the snot out of each other. Oh, yeah. And some of it wasn't quite <laughs> legal, I don't think. But, uh, you know, a uh, little extra push here, a little extra shove there. But you know what? But they welcome, let them play. Welcome to, exactly. I thought the crew yesterday in the late game was outstanding. I did too. Tucked those yellow things as deep in that pocket. They caught it only when they had to, mm-hmm. not because they wanted to or could. Uh, I loved it. It was a well-officiated football game. And, again, this these are all-star crews, and I've never been a fan of that because those guys don't work together during the regular season. You know, they take, hey, we're going to take the number one umpire and the number one back judge and the number one, and put them together. Well, you know, I would tell you that from in most cases, those officials probably didn't like that. I mean, you, you get comfortable working as a crew. I wish they would pick crews, but they don't. They pick all-star officiating teams. And uh, but I, but you're right. To to your point, I thought both games were well officiated yesterday, and particularly the late game. I thought, you know what, those yellow hankies were as deep in the pocket as they could get them, and well officiated, well officiated. And you know, and look, you yeah, you can find a hold in the secondary on just about every play if you want to. Oh yeah, you can call holding every play in the NFL if you want yeah, to. Somewhere. I mean, probably in in college football too if you want to. But they didn't. Yeah, and, and I love it. I mean, let them play the game. Well done. All right, so it's Cincinnati and uh, in Los Angeles. We'll talk more about it coming up in our next hour. But uh, uh, it was it was it was it was fun. Uh, did you have? Was there one? Did you pick? Could you pick one game over the other? Out of those two, yeah. Oh, just I, from an entertainment value. I guess, I guess the Cincinnati KC game, just the way that 
Cincinnati stormed back. I, I probably that was yeah a little more entertaining. Goes to overtime. Kansas City gets the ball first. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was yeah, and the crowd went nuts, nuts. when the coin flipped. They yep. thought they'd won the game already. Yep. Right. Well, in most cases, and can with you blame Mahomes, them? No, well, no. That's the, that's they their expectation was based off of what's happened in the past. They didn't sure. dream that up. Mahomes has done that for them a million times. Well, and, and so when they win the coin toss, they won the football game because they've done it a million times. Yeah, and not just Patrick Mahomes. That's no, the norm. I mean, you win the coin flip, you you're going to go score. The chances are you're going to you're going to win the game when you win the coin flip in overtime. They they way out outweigh the other scenario more than more than a lot take it yeah taking the game out of the you know just totally out of the picture if i said hey look uh we're going to overtime do you want mahomes quarterback in your team or do you want second year joe burrow quarterback in your team and i bet you'd pick mahomes well yeah of course you would even in the playoffs i think the stat that they said yesterday um Romo and uh, Jim Nance, I think in the playoffs, in overtime, the team that wins the coin flip, they were 10-2 and two they win until the game. yesterday. They win the game? Yeah, yeah, they win the game. Speaking of Romo, and I guess I'm one of the only dudes on the planet that thinks Romo's good but not the greatest an analyst on the planet. How about his line yesterday about bobbling the holder bobbling the football? Did you catch that? I did not. Oh my! And neither did Jim Nance. But they were talking about you know this is not automatic. Sometimes the holder will bobble the football. Oh my! That's why you go for it on second or third down. You kick the field goal on second or third down, <laughs> and nothing was said. And then finally Romo has to look and go, Jim, did you not catch that? <laughs> wow! Line of the day. It was the line I, of the day. It was I must have been doing something As soon as it rolled out of his mouth, I just I, I was just cracking up. That's greatness. Oh, it was it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal that he, that he you know and he made a little light of it. <sighs> you remember that Seattle? Oh yeah. Oh boy. All right, seven thirty one. We got Jerry Hill coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll talk some Baylor basketball. Leon asked the question: Did Baylor not show up to play Saturday? That many guys just hurting. Well, Leon, I think they showed up to play. I, I think you have to give Alabama a little credit. There were 13,000 screaming fans, and Alabama played well. And that's a, It's an interesting Alabama team. I mean, they've got some bad losses, but they got some tremendous wins. I mean, they beat Gonzaga up in the, in the, in the Northwest. Uh, they, they've beaten Houston. I mean, they've got some nice wins. And then you scratch your head and go, well, how did, you know, Missouri or what? Well, they've got an – I don't know. I, I don't understand Alabama, but I, I thought they played well Saturday. And Baylor didn't play their best defensive game Saturday. There's no way. There was a lot of points in the paint and, and you know, I think second-chance opportunities for, for, for Alabama. But And we'll talk to Jerry about this, but, Ward, it's got to be frustrating that you can't assemble your team the way it was designed to be assembled. They finally get uh, – they finally get Sohan back, and they finally and, and, and James Akinjo was back, and and I thought Akinjo in the second half played really well, uh, but now you're without L.J. Cryer. There's 15 points; it's missing, mm-hmm. and your rotation is is changed. Uh, you you never it's never. They, when's the last time they've had everybody together rocking and rolling? It's been a while. Yeah, so we'll talk about that with uh, with uh, Jerry Hill. We'll do that next, right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Recently on the John Moore Show. The great Tony Caridi, the voice of the Mountaineers. This doesn't translate well on radio, but I texted you a picture. What's, what's your first thought when you see uh, that man with me in that picture? I thought, it, I said, like, it looked like someone took Bob Huggins' head and put it onto a different person's <laughs> body with a Baylor warm-up. That's, That's right. That's or, right. And I know all of Huggs' brothers, and I said, it looks like one of Huggs' brothers. And actually, this guy looks more like Huggs' brother than Huggs' brothers do. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, that is Henry Witt Jr. He runs Affiliated Auto Glass. It's on the circle here in Waco. And he is maybe not the spitting image of Bob Huggins, but but like he could be his brother. I mean, it could absolutely be his brother. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco, home ownership the right way. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Super Bowl matchup is set. Cincinnati needed overtime to beat Kansas City 27-24 for the AFC crown. Los Angeles held off San Francisco 20-17 for the NFC crown. The Rams become the second team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. The Las Vegas Raiders have named Patriot offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels as their next head coach. There are still five head coaching vacancies in the NFL. Baylor looks to shake off Saturday's loss to Alabama by hosting West Virginia tonight. Game time, 8 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. There's basketball at the Highlands Gym this evening as MCC host Hill. The women tip off at 5. The men's game starts at 7. It took five sets for Rafael Nadal to win the Australian Open, earning his 21st Grand Slam title, the most by anyone in men's tennis history. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 735, welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. And we're joined now by Jerry Hill, Director of Sports Journalism at Baylor University and from the Baylor Bear Insider. Oh, my goodness, Jerry. What a, what a weekend in sports between our NFL playoff games and the uh, and the, and the basketball. We had a, It was a big weekend. Yeah, the football was amazing. Uh, you know, both of those games kind of coming down to the wire and stuff. So, fun to watch and uh, – Obviously, a lot of basketball as well. Uh, just, you know, and last weekend was kind of the same thing. You know, a lot of really good games, you know, certainly on the NFL side. So, it's it's a fun time, Tommy. Yep. Let, let's start with the women's game uh, on the road at West Virginia. And, and, Jerry, they came out in those first two quarters and buried 
the home team. Yeah, and what what was good to see was you know they it had a similar game against Tech where they had a I think it was a fifteen point lead after the first quarter, but they didn't you know they didn't keep going and and Tech you know obviously even tied it up uh, there in the fourth quarter and Baylor had to kind of hold on for an 88 to 81, 80 win. So I think what was good to see this time was they didn't let up, you know, they just kept coming um, and, and got it from a lot of different people. I mean, obviously Jordan Lewis had the triple double, uh, I believe it was the seventh one in, in program his, history, but only the third player to do it. So great, great game for her, but they got a lot of uh, offense from both Melissa Smith and Queen Egbo. So it was just a, a really good all-around game. You know, I was thinking about it over the weekend. It's clearly not a very deep team, but it is an incredibly talented team. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and like I said, uh, you know, Jordan, you know, her shooting numbers and stuff weren't that great. But, uh, you know, Sarah Andrews again. I mean, Sarah has been on a pretty consistent run here. And looking back at that Oklahoma loss, um, you know, earlier this month, um, you know, when, when the women lost uh, their first two conference games, you know, the, the guards just didn't get it done. You know, Queen and, and Alyssa, I think Alyssa scored 30 points in that game, um, but they just didn't get enough from the guards. So, um, but yeah, lately, um, you know, this last stretch, they've played really well and they've gotten a lot of production from different players. And, and I think one of the big keys, Tommy, is is Queen Egbo has really played well over this last stretch. You know, it was kind of what you were expecting from her, but she just hadn't done it on a consistent basis. And I think over this last, I would guess, four or five games, she's played really well. You know, they've won five in a row and kind of put them, you know, right back in the uh, picture for the Big 12 championship. Jerry, does it look like this this team is starting to feel more comfortable and, and feel like that they're starting to get it and understand – the process of how they're going about business right now? Yeah, I think so. Or they, uh, you know, the chemistry I think is there and they've, they've kind of, they kind of know defined roles, those kind of things. And uh, then they're playing well together. I mean, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, Sarah Andrews or Jordan Lewis running the point, they seem to be very comfortable in those roles. Uh, and that's, that's a kind of a neat thing too, because West Virginia pressed them. But, uh, you know, with two point guards basically in the game, you know, they weren't able to, to really, you know, harass them with, uh, you know, a lot of turnovers or anything. So uh, when you've got two out there like that, you know, that can get it done like that, they, uh, you know, West Virginia just had no answer for them really on either end. Jerry, how different is this, this system that Coach Collin has implemented compared to what they've done in the past in the, in the previous regime? I think there's, you know, obviously there's a lot more emphasis on the three-point shooting. I mean, they've, you know, I don't remember exactly the number. I know they've, you know, they, they've had several games where they've had uh, over 12. Um, and I think, you know, up until this year they had had five of those, and they've already had like three or four just this year. So I think that's a big part. But then also, you know, it's not so much post-driven where, you know, you, know, you just rely on that one or two post players a lot and then maybe get some from the outside they run a lot more plays um you know they do a lot of the pick and roll that kind of thing uh which you didn't see as much with kim um so there's there's some differences um but they also want to get it into the paint when you've got you know nelissa smith and queen egbo both down there you've got to get it to them and play through them but they don't rely just on them they they obviously you know count on the three-pointers quite a bit Jerry, does it look like this team right now is to the point where they're just looking for consistency on a game-to-game -game basis? 
Yeah, and I think that's with every player too, Ward. Uh, you know, they like I said, Queen has kind of gotten that the last, you know, over this last stretch. Nalissa has been that way pretty much the whole year. But it's the guards that you know you kind of wait to see if that they need to get that consistent production and, and have for the most part. I mean, Jamie Asbury is still not had, you know, particularly in conference, a real breakout game. So you're kind of waiting for her. And it's not like she's shot bad. You know, a lot of games she'll only shoot three or four times. Now in the uh, a game against West Virginia, Nikki said she tried to get her into double digits because it would have been the first time that they've had five starters in double figures this year. And she finished with nine, took I don't remember how many three-pointers in that last quarter, but uh, took a lot of shots. I think she was three for 13. So you'd like to see a little more consistency from her. Um, but she plays so well. Like I, she's one of, I think she's their best perimeter defender. So um, she does a lot of other things for you, but you'd like to see maybe more scoring production from her. You better have your legs under you this week uh, as uh, you, you got three, yeah. three games. Yeah. And Tom, I was looking at uh, the schedule. This is a very four game critical four games for them because, you know, and, and thankfully they've got three of them at home, but they've got, you know, Oklahoma on Wednesday. They, they play Texas Friday. They go to Texas on Sunday, and then they finish the stretch with a home game against Kansas State. To me, this is a critical point where I think if you go like three and one um, and, and you get to seven and uh, or you get to eight and three, um, I, I think they've got a really good shot to win it. Um, but if you know if, if you don't take care of business, if you don't win those home games, because I think that's the key during this stretch is you got three of those at home. If you can win the home games and maybe lose the one in Austin, and you're sitting there at eight and three, you're probably going to be leading the league. And then you still got a home game with Iowa State left. So I think this four games will tell you whether they're you know going to. Uh, defend their title when they're 12th in a row uh, or, you know, if they're going to be fighting the rest of the way. Switch gears. Let's talk about uh, the Baylor men. Uh, and I know that, you know, he's he's not going to make excuses because injuries are part of the thing, but it's got to be frustrating not yeah. to have your full complement of players together and, and be able to use the rotations that you originally designed and, and play players where they were scheduled to play. I mean, L.J. Cryer's 15 points, it's not there, plus the rotation changes. Yeah, and, and I think the frustrating part, too, is it's not just one player that's been in and out of the lineup. It's really three, you know, that you've had, you know, it's kind of a revolving door where you've had Jeremy Sohan out for four games. You've had Akinjo out for two of three games. You, you, and then now I think this was the third game that L.J. has missed this year because he missed a couple at the beginning of the year. So that's been hard. And like you said, when you've got kind of a set in this deep into the season, you have that rotation set. And now you've got one, two, you know, three guys out of there. And, and I guess, thankfully, they they have not had a game where all three of those guys are missing. But, uh, you know, it, it was tough uh, Saturday. And, and, you know, like we talked about, Alabama, <laughs> they've almost made a clean sweep of the Final Four from last year. They beat uh, – Gonzaga and Houston back in December and now they've beaten Baylor so they're a good team they're just they've just been up and down I mean they lose to a Georgia team that had lost nine conference games in a row so you didn't know which Alabama team you were going to get but you got the really good one um and you just uh, you know and like, again as we talked about the, the their problem uh Saturday wasn't offense it was defense you know you couldn't uh 
defend that dribble drive, and they they had so many drives to the basket just right down the middle. So, got to get that fixed and uh, and and get ready for West Virginia tonight. When you look at this Baylor team and look at the problems they had on Saturday, and you can attribute it to injuries if you want to, but isn't it? You know, look, everybody's going to get up for this team. They're the defending national champions. There's a big bullseye on this team's back, and you know, a couple of breaks here and there could be the difference in some of these games. Absolutely, and and you're right, Ward. They are going to get everybody. They're the defending national champion. You know, and there for five weeks in a row, they were number one. So they had kind of a, like a double target on their back. So uh, yeah, they know they're going to get everybody's best shot. And if you're not, you know, just right on, and and you're missing in some key spots or just you know a little bit off, um, anybody's capable of beating you. And I think this league has shown that too. That you know. Anybody can beat him. You know, I know that's a cliche, but I think in this league, it really is true. So, you know, again, you beat West Virginia on the road, but they're very capable of coming in here and beating you because you've already lost two conference home games. So you got to be ready tonight. Um, they've got a couple of really good guards in uh, Taz Sherman and, and Sean McNeil uh, scored a combined, I think, 35 against them last time. But they did a really good job containing all the other parts. So I think that's another key tonight is, uh, you, you can't let them go off, but you can't let somebody else, you know, really beat you either. On the quick turn, I mean, how much time does Scott spend on this game? I mean, look, they turned it over 16 times. Bama was able to score 42 points in the paint. There, there's some things that you can look at, but do you have to flush this one and get ready for tonight? Well, I think you work on, like you said, I think you look at those areas where you struggled and you try to fix those as much as you can but you know a lot of it I think for this one has to be in the film room and stuff you can't do a whole lot of stuff on the court because they could you know they got to get their legs rested a little bit yesterday I don't I don't imagine they went very hard yesterday if they you know I know they practiced but I'm I guarantee you they didn't go very long and I you know like I said I think a lot of that will have to be in the in the film room and getting stuff fixed there but yeah I think you I think you turn your attention really quickly to West Virginia. And that's, I, I guess that's kind of the good thing about these, you know, the Big 12 SEC challenge or any conference challenge like that in the middle of a conference race is, you know what, that one's gone. Let's flush it. Let's go to the next one because we're back in conference. And, and, and in a sense, these are the games that count. So, yeah, I think you do kind of put that one behind you, but you try to learn at least a few of those lessons and what do, what do we do to fix that because you're probably going to, see that some more yeah i know that you know coach drew and his staff are not going to make excuses but a lot of right. you know a lot of people from the outside see this and go oh the sky's falling on baylor i mean what's wrong with this team is it a lot to do with the injury more than anything else yeah i you know i don't know that and, and there there was some of that obviously in the two home games too you know that you had uh jeremy sohan missing in both of those games so I, obviously the injuries have played a part and, uh, yeah, I, I think you had a lot of that, particularly during that stretch, you know, when you've, when you've lost back-to-back -back home games. And I, I don't know that the sky is falling or even from the outside perception when, when you lose a game like this on the road. I know Alabama was unranked, but like I said, they've had some great wins. They just have been, you know, a little bit erratic, a little bit up and down. So, uh, yeah, I think the injuries have played a big part and certainly, you know, like Tom mentioned LJ's averaging he's their leading scorer he's averaging 13.9 points per game you know they lost by nine he scores 14 a game so you can do the math where do where do you get those 14 points if 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 this is a long-term situation 
you know, I think Dale Bonner has shown that he can, and I didn't think that much of him in the fall, but he's really kind of shown lately that, you know, he can produce and he can help you certainly, you know, offense and defense. I think he plays really good defense. And, and you know, in, uh, against Alabama, he's two for two, both from three. So he gives you seven points. And I, I, so I think that's certainly some of it. Um, you know, maybe Adam Flagler uh, has to do a little bit more. Um, you know, I like the games that uh, it was certainly that, Sohan gave you with 17 points. So I think it can be kind of, you know, spread out among those other guys. You know, you've got a pretty good rotation uh, of about eight guys, um, you know, with, and then LJ gives you nine. So you've got enough guys to go in there and you didn't get a whole lot from your inside game. I know Alabama went smaller and that's, you know, Scott kind of, you know, answered that with putting his smaller lineup in, but you did, you didn't get a whole lot of production from uh, Jonathan or Flo. So, I think those guys have to do a little bit more. Jerry, what are you working on right now for the uh, Insider? Well, we got a uh, little men's tennis coming up this afternoon. Uh, uh, the men play Miami. They beat uh, William and Mary yesterday, and so they play Miami today for a spot in the ITA National Indoors. And then we got a little basketball tonight. I heard there's a game in the Ferrell Center. So <laughs> got a, another another fun week, Tommy. As always, hey, hey, appreciate your time. Thanks so much. We'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. That is Jerry Hill from the uh, Baylor Bear Insider, Director of Sports Journalism at Baylor University. It's 748, or 749 rather, and coming up this afternoon on the John Morris Show, by the way, they're going to be over at Coach's Smoke uh, in downtown, uh, you know, broadcasting live. John will be there at 3 o'clock. Matt Mosley will be there at 4 o'clock. At 3 today, uh, or in the 3 o'clock hour rather, John is going to have Fran Fracillo on talking Baylor and West Virginia to, uh, the, the, tonight. That'll be around three fifteen, and in the uh, in the four four to six slot with Matt Mosley, he's going to have former Baylor standout Clay Johnston on the program, who's now obviously with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And oh, by the way, they're headed to the Super Bowl. So Matt will have that coming up this afternoon. It's uh, th- uh, seven fifty. Let's take a second and let's talk about Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers at eighteen ten Harry Best Burger in Waco. And man, there's a million and one reasons why, but I I, I like the fact that. They don't cook it until you order it. And, man, that, that's uh, no heating lamps. I'm just telling you, you're not going to find them there. And you can have it any way you want it. Uh, if you want it with bacon, you can have it with bacon. You want onions or grilled onions or whatever the case, you can have it at uh, Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. You want a sourdough bun? <laughs> not a problem. You want a regular bun? Not a problem. You probably could get a sourdough top with a regular bottom if you so chew. Hey, it's up to you. That's what they do for you over at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They also got uh, chicken fried steak sandwiches, grilled chicken sandwiches, Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, all the uh, all the fun stuff that goes with it, the fries, the curly fries, rings, all that good stuff, and, of course, your favorite drinks. It's Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They're at 1810 Herring. They're open today until about uh, 4 o'clock, and uh, you stop by, have you, have you a great lunch at Double R Old Fashioned hamburgers. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. It's Big Monday in the Farrell Center as the Mountaineers take on the Bears. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Monday. Baylor men's basketball all season long here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions. ESPN Central Texas. Texas. 
business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Hey, this is Tom Barfield with ESPN Central Texas, and I just love the guys over at Rooftop Innovations. Is your roof ready for the winter storm? It will be if you call the highly trained and knowledgeable team of professionals at Rooftop Innovations. If you're unsure about your roof, call Rooftop Innovations today, 254-730-ROOF. That's 254-730-7663. Oh, get this. They have a satisfaction guarantee on all their roofs. Rooftop Innovations where they put your roof above everything else. The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take, for example, your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have, and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed, and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch. Installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Super Bowl matchup is set. Cincinnati needed overtime to beat Kansas City 27-24 for the AFC crown. Los Angeles held off San Francisco 20-17 for the NFC crown. The Rams become the second team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. The Las Vegas Raiders have named Patriot offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels as their next head coach. There are still five head coaching vacancies in the NFL. Baylor looks to shake off Saturday's loss to Alabama by hosting West Virginia tonight. Game time, 8 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. There's basketball at the Highlands Gym this evening as MCC hosts Hill. The women tip off at 5. The men's game starts at 7. It took five sets for Rafael Nadal to win the Australian Open, earning his 21st Grand Slam title, the most by anyone in men's tennis history. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 7.55, it is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward from the Alan Samuel Studios. We're glad you're with us this morning. Uh, one, let's continue talking to Baylor basketball. After the game, 
Scott Drew visited with the voice of the Bears, John Morse and Pat Nunley, and they uh, they talked about the Bama game. Coach, uh, you ran into a red hot uh, shooting Alabama team today. Yeah, you got to you got to credit them because uh, at the end of the day, they they definitely uh, played well. And and if our defense is terrible, they still got to shoot sixty percent, and they did so fifty nine percent. Disappointed with our uh, two point defense. We, we didn't do near the job protecting the rim that we normally do. Twenty two for twenty eight. Um, and I thought uh, uh, transition defense hurt us as well, um, second half. And then last uh, but not least, uh, uh, you gotta you got to do a good job taking care of the ball, and 16 turnovers is too many, and uh, you can't have 11 assists, 16 turnovers, and go on the road and, and win a game like this. So um, uh, the positives, uh, we got James back. He actually looked like James, too, in, the, in that run in that second half. I thought – um, uh, he really did a nice job there, and I thought our guys showed a lot of fight and hustled to get back in. And then uh, I thought that Shackelford three with three seconds on the shot clock was a backbreaker. And um, uh, we got to do better at uh, uh, those kind of situations um, because that's something we went over uh, plenty. So uh, um, big moments in the game, you gotta you gotta control what you can control and need to guard that right and if they score and you guard it right you can live with it but um that was his one three yeah made one three today and and that was a big one but the threes really didn't kill you today did they no no i mean it was the, the paint uh 22 for 28 definitely i mean we lose the paint by uh 12 points you lose the game by nine uh you lose the turnover battle by 10 points you lose the game by nine um i thought second half a surprisingly they went smaller before we did and we just weren't able to take advantage of it with their size and and so we ended up when you got down big you matched it with uh, our small ball package and that actually uh uh it's worked out well at iowa state worked out well here so um uh that 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 was one positive that's scott drew uh following the uh the loss to Alabama uh, on the uh, Baylor Radio Network from Learfield and in in Ward <laughs> again uh, whether it's whether it's a good thing or a bad thing depending on your opinion uh, the fact of the matter is that one's got to go in the rearview mirror you've got West Virginia coming in tonight yeah you can't dwell on it and that's the beauty of you know if you have a game like that sometimes that's the best that's the best thing to be able to do is wad it up throw it in the trash can and get right back after it. And and so you have an opportunity on a big stage tonight to to go ahead and make another statement and say, okay, we we had an off night, and now we're ready to play. It's so it gives you an opportunity to get that taste out of your mouth pretty quickly. All right, seven fifty eight. We're a couple of minutes away from eight o'clock. Let's continue talking Baylor. Let's bring in the voice of the Bears, John Morris, with today's Baylor Sports Beat. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including men's and women's basketball, tennis, and equestrian. Plus, more hoops on the floor in the Farrell Center tonight. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. 
Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Wear what the Bears wear. Get the latest in Baylor Nike gear at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at baylorshop.com. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor men's basketball dropped an 87-78 decision to Alabama Saturday, part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge in a game played in Tuscaloosa. Now a quick turnaround for Scott Drew and the Bears in action tonight in the Farrell Center, part of ESPN's Big Monday, hosting the West Virginia Mountaineers. On the air at 7.30, tip-off at 8 tonight for Baylor and West Virginia here on ESPN Central Texas Television tonight on ESPN. Meanwhile, Nikki Collin and the Baylor women coming back from West Virginia with a big 87-54 win on Saturday, a game highlighted by Jordan Lewis's triple-double in the game. 10 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists for the Alabama transfer who visited with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm after the game. Um, well, I actually didn't even know I had 11 assists or 10 points. Or, I didn't know anything until because Nikki, there was four minutes left in the fourth quarter, and I was gassed. And I was looking at her, like, making that face for a sub, and she was like, you only need two rebounds for a triple-double, so you're going to have to stick it out. And I was like, okay. So, um, But really, it just means a lot for me for my teammates. Um, I told somebody last week the thing that makes me the most happy on the court is getting my teammates open for open shots, and they were able to knock them down today. And um, just rebounding. I think when I start the break off the rebounds, I think our team is better. And so um, our bigs can get out in transition. And so I think um, whatever I can do to help the team win is something that I'm going to do. Baylor in 87-54 winner over West Virginia Saturday. Next up, hosting Oklahoma Wednesday evening, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center. Also from the weekend, Baylor Equestrian, number four in the nation, dropped a tight 10-8 decision to number two, Texas A&M. Women's tennis drops a 4-3 decision to USC. Men's tennis, part of the ITA kickoff weekend, wins over William & Mary for love. They will now host Miami in the kickoff championship this afternoon at 2. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from the Farrell Center and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'm not saying he hasn't been critical of coaches at times, but for him to be that overt, you know, saying it's a pet peeve, it seems to be almost a direct reaction to what Mike McCarthy was saying the other day, like, hey, we're going to work on this in the offseason. Oh, this is going to be something we get, get done. Well, he didn't like hearing that. Jerry didn't, and he was pretty direct with it. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. The 8 o'clock hour, a service of VersaLift Southwest, where you can elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest. Now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. If you'd like to apply, you can do so at 7601 Imperial Drive. So uh, check that out. All right, Ward, uh, a lot, of, a lot of conversation about the football games, a lot of conversation about uh, the uh, the basketball, and, of course, it is Baylor and West Virginia tonight, Big Monday. A, a couple of final thoughts on the Big 12 SEC Challenge. What was your, what was your takeaway? I, I thought, me personally, that the SEC, not only by winning, had a good day, but the games that they won had a good day. Uh, there's no doubt. They – you know, I, I guess they heard like everybody else, Big 12 is the best conference in the country, and they wanted to try to make a statement about that. So, you know, and, and look, when you've got good teams coming into your place or you're going into somebody's place and, and, you know, they're really good teams, which most of the Big 12 is, you want to try to make a little bit of a statement for your program, and, and it's easy to get up for those games, right? Yeah, I mean – I was thinking about it. I don't know what Alabama averages for a home home basketball game, but I know what they had Saturday. They had over 13,000. That place was rocking. It was a raucous atmosphere. Make no mistake about it. And I don't care what anybody says. That has to have an effect on the game. There's it, no doubt. I have a friend that went to that game that uh, his daughter goes to Alabama. So he went to the game, and he said that that atmosphere was unbelievable. You couldn't hear yourself think inside that gym how about that uh auburn the number one team in the country they get the win uh bama as as we mentioned uh beats number four baylor but the one that just absolutely makes me scratch my head is number 12 kentucky defeating number five kansas at allen Fieldhouse, 80 to 62 they ran away with it ran away with it and look i that's an historic matchup, right? Didn't we mention that on Friday that, you know, these are two teams that you think of iconic when you programs. think of basketball? Yeah. No doubt. They're iconic programs in in the world of college basketball. The Cats and the Jayhawks. Iconic basketball programs. No doubt. And that was, you know, we, we kind of circled that. We said besides the Baylor-Bama game, you know, we're looking forward to watching that one, Tennessee and – in Texas, for the obvious reasons, were, you know, but Kentucky and, and and Kansas, and I was watching some of that, and I was like, "Are you kidding me already?" Yeah, I, I didn't get to see any of it, but I was checking it out, checking the scores, and I, I was like, "Something, somebody's got this wrong." There's no way they're running away with this thing like this. 
Yeah, they were. And, and again, you know, sometimes, you know, teams get way up for, for games and, and Kentucky said, Hey, look, we got a chance here and, and things started falling their way. And you know, that momentum, she's, she's kind of fickle sometimes. I thought it, as far as positives from the, the big 12 side, Tech getting the win over Mississippi State was a nice win. Texas beating Tennessee in the nightcap, the you know the uh, the the primetime game at uh, what seven or eight o'clock Saturday night. Yeah, uh, that was that was big. It, it, you know, Rick Barnes coming back, and you know Tennessee made a heck of a run, but uh, Texas gets the win, and uh, that's a nice win for the Longhorns and for the Big Twelve in this Big Twelve SEC challenge. He goes six to four SEC over the Big Twelve. Little surprising to me. I, yeah, I mean, look, I, I honestly, I, I knew that it was going to be a a battle for Baylor going into going into Alabama because the conversation was this is an interesting Alabama team. Uh, they got some bad losses, but they got some really good wins. Yeah, I, I expected Baylor to go in there and win, and I expected Kansas to to beat Kentucky, but I thought it would be a good game. Uh, with Kansas and well, Kentucky, and but, I, but I expected both of those to be wins for the Big 12. I thought the Jayhawks at home would win the basketball game. I mean, it, it's hard to win in Allen Fieldhouse. It really is. And it's <laughs> even harder to blow them out in Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah, that that just doesn't happen, does no. it? No, not not normally. So, uh, there you go. It's uh, It was just an interesting, interesting way to go about, uh, about Saturday. But uh, now, again... Those were all non-con games, so flush them, move on, and, and go get ready for uh, for league play, and that's what the Bears will do tonight, take it on the uh, West Virginia Mountaineers, who, how, who got how, beat by Arkansas. How, how much does that hurt the Big 12 teams as far as, or does it? I don't think it does. The seeding-wise. I, I don't think it does. I mean, again, you're playing – you're playing quality teams. You're playing teams with high RPIs, and particularly for those who went on the road, I don't. I don't think it does. So you you think Baylor stays at a two seed? Uh, right now, I think they're a one seed. Uh, last I looked, they were a two seed, and then after that loss on Saturday, some some of the predictions said, well, it could put them to a three seed, but I don't think it does. No, there's no way, right? They're eighteen and three. Right, I agree. They're eighteen. I mean, stop the presses. They're eighteen and three. I agree. I I don't think that it really hurts them that bad. And you have to take in consideration, you know, the guys. I I think they do. The guys that they're missing now. If if they're not going to get them back completely, then then it goes into that consideration but too. But got, they're, but they're coming back. They've already got a Kenjo back and yeah, Sohan back. And so now it's you know do what what do you do about. You know, and again, I think he. I think there was an MRI or something scheduled yesterday. I don't know. Uh, L.J. Cryer. We'll, we'll find out what L.J. Cryer's status is. It, 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 look, it's that's four, just part of the process, right? It's fourteen points a game. It's a big part of, of of their basketball team. But this is what they've been doing all year long. They have. I mean, for the last month, they've been playing with missing pieces. Right. I mean, they have either. L and I think you have to take that into consideration too. They've been playing well with missing pieces. Yes, there's no doubt. I mean. And again, look, everybody has injuries, and nobody's feeling sorry for him. I mean, it's not like well, okay, no. we're going to leave out our best guy because your 15 points is not in line. That's, well, and, and look, you know, you're a defending national champion. I mean, there, right. there's blood in the water. We're going, we're going after you. That's exactly right, and that's just part of the process. And they knew that going in, and, and you know, but still, I, 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 the last, the last 
projection I saw last week had them a number one seed in the South, which would, you know, if I'm looking at the bracket, that could very well be Fort Worth than San Antonio. I mean, but again, we've got a long way to go. Looking at those projections, to me right now, it's just kind of fun because there's so much that's going to happen over the next three or four weeks that will make, you know, that will determine how this thing unfolds. But right now, if you look at this team, they're 18 and three. And, you know, they are an elite team in the country. Period. They are one of the elite teams in the They went on the road and got beat. Big deal. You know, now, if that turns into two or three, yeah, you got something. But they went on the road in a non-conference game and, and got beat by Alabama. Let's see how they play tonight with the Mountaineers coming in here. I don't know. Am, am I missing something? No, you're right on. I, I just it, – it, it, I know what, what's happened over around here for the last two or three seasons, but the, the bottom line is that was a non-conference game in the middle of the conference season on the road without your number one score in the lineup, and you got beat. Okay? How do you respond tonight when you get back in the league play? Well, that's going to be the biggest question. Yeah. And, and you got a team that's coming in here, and I don't know what, what the West Virginia travel plans were, but I know this, Saturday afternoon they were at Barnhill Arena in Fayetteville. Did they go home and then come here, or did they come straight here? I'm going to assume it came straight here. So they've been on the road a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't know how they handled that. I would think that they came here, had a practice yesterday, shoot around or something. That's what I would have done. And, and they're going to play tonight. I mean, that's just, you know, and it was a, that's a tough ask for the Mountaineers. But you know what? That's welcome to big time, big league basketball. Welcome to the Big 12. Uh, and so they're playing the Bears tonight uh, here, in, uh, here in the Ferrell Center. Big Monday. Let's go. I mean, I, I, I don't know how else to put it. I, I, I'm not going to make a whole lot out of one game against a team that played well, and Bama did play well. Played yeah, I, very I don't well. think I don't think there's any reason to hit the panic button. They, you just you have to try to figure out how to how to fight through it. Yeah, they, I mean, you start off 15 and 0 in the last seven games. You're four and three. Well, what's different? Well, you're missing some guys. That's what's different. And, and I mean, look, you have to. Find a way to weather the storm and go through the the injuries or whatever may be out there, and I you know I have full confidence that this team will. I mean that's what good teams do. Look at everybody's road record and then look at Baylor's. Mm-hmm. How many how many road losses does Baylor have this season? One, 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 and then look at everybody else in America and tell me how many they got. I mean it's just that's just the way it is. They got beat on the road by Alabama. Big deal. Now, you just, you, look, you got to put that one behind you. You can't let that one turn into two tonight against West Virginia. You've got to defend your home court tonight. I guarantee you they'll be ready to go. I guarantee you they'll be ready to go. And we'll have it for you right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right. Uh, let's see. What, what else we got going on? Uh, let's take a second here and let's talk about Circle Drug. Circle Drug is locally owned, independent pharmacy, providing all kinds of unbelievable services, such as free delivery to your home or to your office. How about that one? They'll, they'll bring it to you. You don't even have to go to the store if you don't want to. I personally like going there. 
I like going in and talking to them. I like saying hey to the to the to to uh, to, to the staff and in in visiting with them and, and saying hello to Doc Everett and all the fine folks over there and and uh, that's just that's just my personal deal. You you can go through the drive through if you want. You can they have a walk up window if you so choose. But I'm I'm the guy that likes to go in and and and, and be a little chatty with them and it just it makes it more comfortable for me when I'm getting prescriptions or refills or whatever the case may be. Of course, they also they do prescription compounding. They have diabetic shoes and inserts. They do uh, vaccines, CBD product, you name it. It's a full-service pharmacy, but it has that hometown feel, hometown touch to it. You, you'll love doing business with them. They're open, and here's the other thing. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, Saturday, 9 to 2. They want to make it convenient for you. They know that you've got a busy lifestyle, and so they want to be available for you. And, and, and that's why they're open until 6 during the week and until 2 o'clock on Saturday. And uh, you can't – it's just a, a great opportunity to, to visit with some, some great folks. And, and you'll love doing business with Circle Drug. And, again, uh, uh, you, can, you can check them out. And if you got a question – They'd love to hear from you, 662-0774. That's 662-0774. And, again, they're located at 3211 Robinson Drive. And, uh, and, and you'll, love, you'll love hanging out at Circle Drug and visiting with them and, and being a part of uh, the Circle Drug family like me. Circle Drug, 3211 Robinson Drive. Stop by and say hello today. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. An upper level disturbance moves in this morning, which will bring an 80% chance for showers and possibly a few thunderstorms this afternoon. Highs today will only make it in the upper 50s and lower 60s. Rainfall tapers off by later this evening with an overnight low of 51. Clouds stick around tomorrow with a high of 69. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Recently on Game Time, from Blog of the Boys in ESPN San Antonio, R.J. Ochoa. It's difficult to say anything other than that stems from Mike McCarthy. You know, Mike McCarthy even said they were up against more than just the 11 guys out there on the other side of the field. And so I put, you know, the lion's share of blame on him. But I also, I mean, obviously it goes on the players. And I think a lot of Cowboys fans don't want to come to terms with is It's their fault. They're not good enough. They were not good enough. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Has this ever happened to you? My friend was telling me about his new pair of headphones, so I looked him up online. Now, everywhere I go is a creepy ad for those headphones I looked at one time. I hate that feeling like I'm being watched. I got DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. With one download, you can search and browse privately, avoiding trackers all for free. It's that simple. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. 
Now is the time to join their team with current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash Waco Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. This year's McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 8th through the 11th at the Exaco Event Center with more than 500 local 4-H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help raise funds for the scholarships and education programs. And on Friday night, Holt and their family of businesses proudly presents the Sale of Champions with the top placing animals and projects up for sale. It's the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 8th through the 11th at the Extra Co Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call 254 722 2597. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. Eight twenty-one. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time with Tom and Ward. We're glad you're with us as we uh, roll through a Monday morning here on ESPN Central Texas. A lot of things going on. Uh, we're, we're talking basketball. We're talking NFL playoffs, and swing back and talk a little bit about the uh, the playoffs. Uh, will, will will people finally acknowledge that Matthew Stafford's a good good quarterback and a good football player? You think they should? I mean, they? the narrative has been: well, he's got to get them to the playoffs. Well, he's got to win a playoff game. Well, he's got to win another playoff game. Well, he's got to you know get him to the Super Bowl. I mean, I heard this morning they were talking about it about you know could somebody else have guided the Rams to the Super Bowl? Did the did the Rams make a mistake? Not necessarily make a mistake, but did the Rams do too much? by going out and getting Matthew Stafford. Could somebody else guided him to the Super Bowl? This team that they have assembled. I don't know that you'll ever know that. I No, I don't. I mean, it's all yeah, speculation. It is. But, I mean, good for him. All those years with the Lions, and he finally finds a way to get to the Super Bowl. Or get get look, to a championship game, for that matter. That's exa- How hard is that? There were two teams in the NFC playing yesterday. Stop and think about just how hard that is. I mean, it's easy to sit behind a microphone and go, well, well, he should have done, you know, he should have done this. He, the bottom line is, I think if you, if you, at least I've, the conclusion should be he's a good quarterback that has been a part of some bad football teams, and now he's a good quarterback who's a part of a good football team. And the end result is, they're one of two teams still playing. At some point, don't you have to say this is that he did the job? Well, I yeah, I think so. I think he deserves a tip of the cap, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, 
if they would have got beat, wouldn't wouldn't it have been his fault? Don't we always talk about the coaches and quarterbacks? <laughs> yeah, I more times than not, the blame lays at the feet of the quarterback if they're not getting the job done. But you know, look, he we knew he was a good quarterback, despite the people around him in Detroit, what he was able to do. You know, he just didn't have all the pieces that he needed around him. And L.A. said, you know what, we're we're going to go get this guy and we feel like we've got some pieces that will fit around him and all he has to do is drive the bus. Don't run it up on the curb and keep it in between the lines and that's what he's done. He hasn't done anything spectacular, but he's done really, really good. Oh. Hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think. I You know... Again, I, I didn't watch a ton of Rams games, obviously, for West Coast and all that. But, man, every time I've watched him play, to me, he's played at a pretty high level. Uh, and, it, it, and here's the thing. He's quarterbacked the Rams to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and you look at him in Detroit, too. I mean, look, he was he was the main bright spot. He had one weapon the entire time he was in Detroit, and that was Megatron. Other than that, he didn't have anything around him, but yet you would see them kind of just hang around, right? I mean, they they didn't ever just have a complete meltdown when he was at quarterback, and that contributes to him. Now, is he a Hall of Fame quarterback? I'll ask you. Matthew Stafford in the Hall of Fame when this is all said and done? No. Uh, and not in my mind. Uh, I don't. I don't think so right now. Now, if he wins the Super Bowl this year, is he a Hall of Famer? No, not okay. in my mind. There you go. But but he's a good quarterback that can navigate the waters, right? Right. And again, what – I mean, he spent so much time in Detroit that – look, you, you can't talk Hall of Fame because of the time spent in Detroit where they weren't winning football games. Now, but that doesn't mean he wasn't a good quarterback. Right. Now, what if he goes on a run here in L.A.? Does that change the narrative? Very well or, or do you look at Detroit and say, just because Detroit, he's not that guy? I, I don't know. I, I, only time will tell. But I think, again, you know, he was the viable answer for this L.A. team that, you know, got them a chance to play for the Super Bowl and, they broke through, and they're in the Super Bowl. And, it look, it has a lot to do with him, but I don't think it's all all on him. Again, I think he he was tossed the keys to the car and said, hey, don't don't run it up on the curb and, and keep us on the road, and that's what he did. See, I think it's a little different. I, I, think, I think Sean McVay said that's the missing piece for us to go to the Super Bowl, and they, and they went and got him. Well, that's what I'm saying. I agree with that, but he didn't have to do too much. He didn't have to come in and be the savior of the franchise. I don't think. There's a lot of contributing factors that, that helped him navigate those waters. Quarterback rating for the year of 102 or, or somewhere in that neighborhood. I don't know. I'm just trying to look up at some of his stats. Uh, I think he's, I, I think he's, I think he had, had a heck of a year. Uh, and, you know, and they won the division. And went on the road and won some playoff games. And then they're back home to play in the NFC. And 
they win the game. I mean, I, I don't know what else you want from him at that spot. Other, I mean, other than win games. You want your quarterback to lead you to wins? He's led them to wins and the most important wins. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so, what? what is, you know, how do you view Matthew Stafford in 2021? Just like I said, I think he's he's a good quarterback that you put some tools around and, and told him to, you know, don't mess it up. And he went out there and played well, and he didn't. He didn't put you in harm's way. And if you have a guy that can do that, that that's that's exactly what you need. You don't have to have somebody put a team on their shoulders. I don't think he put that team on his shoulders. I, I just don't. I think there's a lot of playmakers around him. And he was able to take advantage of it. Uh, is he a cerebral quarterback? Yeah, he's very smart. He does he does things the right way, and and he doesn't lose you football games. And so, you know, it, it, that there's nothing wrong with that. Forty one touchdowns, seventeen picks in seventeen Again, games. Consistency, not bad. So, he he talked about going to the Super Bowl after the game yesterday. I don't know that I ever. You know, thought about you know what I would be feeling at this moment. Other, you know, I probably just sat there and just wished I could be in those in those games. And uh, I'm so happy that I've got the opportunity to be in them, and I'm gonna have an opportunity to be in another one that uh, I've always wanted to play in. I don't know. I just I'm excited for these guys and and looking forward for the opportunity. What do you think? Again, it sounds like a guy that's very comfortable with what he's doing, and he knows that he's surrounded by. Really good football players, and that defense played really well. They shut the door and gave them an opportunity. Is there a superstar on that roster? Do you? Oh yeah, there's superstars on that roster. I mean, you know, Sam Donald's a superstar. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup is is a superstar. That guy's something else, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know, Von Miller's a superstar. I mean, there's there's several stars on that roster. Uh, OBJ? And, yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to look at him as a, a difference maker. I think this Rams team took off when they went and got him, and they, they went and got him to do just what I said a few minutes ago. Give Matthew Stafford all the weapons he needs to be successful. And he's he's surrounded by weapons. And, again, he doesn't drive the car up on the curb. If if, if they only needed him to – and, I'm and again, I'm just asking. If they only needed him to manage the game, why did they go get him? Why didn't they just leave uh, – Well, I'm not saying he's just managing the game. He's a good quarterback. But I'm saying, you know, part of it is don't get – you know, it's not all on him. He's got playmakers around him that helps him manage the game. Uh, you know, why go get him? Because he's a good quarterback, and it gives you the opportunity. He's not a superstar. Is he's he better a, than the guy they had there? Uh, if he's not, then why'd you go get him? Because he doesn't get you beat. That's the main thing. Matthew Stafford is not going to get you beat in most cases. Now, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out and, and teams, you know, beat you because your defense didn't play that well. But again, he drives the car and he doesn't run it up on the curb and there's nothing wrong with being that guy. It got him to the Super Bowl. 831. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. More coming up in just a couple of minutes right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Coaches Smoke at 3.30. Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 3.30 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Ruth Top Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The Super Bowl matchup is set. Cincinnati needed overtime to beat Kansas City 27-24 for the AFC crown. Los Angeles held off San Francisco 20-17 for the NFC crown. The Las Vegas Raiders have named Patriot Offensive Coordinator Josh McDaniels as their next head coach. There are still five head coaching vacancies in the NFL. Baylor looks to shake off Saturday's loss to Alabama by hosting West Virginia tonight. Game time, 8 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. There's basketball at the Highlands Gym this evening as MCC hosts Hill. The women tip off at 5. The men's game starts at 7. 
Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. Eight thirty-six. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us on this Monday. Hey, Ward, coming up Thursday. You know what Thursday is? Thursday's a big day after day. Wednesday. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, it's it's uh, it's UIL realignment. It's UIL realignment, and that's when schools and are going to learn whether they're two A, three A, four A, five A, six A, whatever. What I think district? they have a pretty good idea of that. Yeah. That they're holding their breath, some of them bated breath, on what, what, di- what district they're what going district into. district they're going to lay into. Yeah, that's right. You're right. They, they've given the numbers, so you know the numbers. Uh, so you know whether you're 1A or 6A, but you don't know if you're headed north, south, east, or west. And you don't know who your partners are going to be in said district. Ooh, and there's, there's some, a lot there's, of folks there's holding some coaches their breath. sitting on pins and needles right now. Boy, you ain't kidding. You are not kidding. Uh, and, and so that is coming out on Thursday. and That's I pro- a fun day. Oh, it is. It's and, and there will be somewhere in the neighborhood of about 200 coaches and administrators, superintendents and principals and, and coaches and athletic directors that are going to be over at the Region 12 Service Center to get their packets. So they'll, And they do that straight up and down 9 o'clock. The greatest thing is you've got this one here. You've got the one in the Metroplex. You've got one in West Texas out in Lubbock. You've got the one in Austin. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of coaches at each one. And, and some staffs will send, and I know that Temple is doing this, sending coaches to each one of them. So, I, but the greatest thing is when that tote board unfails and you see coaches hit the floor and start holding up pieces of paper, it looks like the New York Stock Exchange looking for games in, their, in non-district. Well, and, and I know a couple of staffs here in the Waco area that will have have uh, coaches at different locations because look, you don't know depending on where you fall, uh, you know you may have to because a lot of these guys have already scheduled their non district their non district opponents, and now you look up and that non district opponent in week three just became a district member, right? And that's the that's the that's the thing that you have to worry about. I mean, because of the fact that you may be in a district with them, or you may have. Three non-district games that are scheduled right now, maybe because of your district, and then all of a sudden you're thrown into a five-team district. You need five games. You need two more games, right? Because you don't have them. And and, and here's what will happen at the Region Twelve Service Center as well. Once they kind of get a, a lay of that land, then they'll break up into different rooms in there, and in those they'll have basically a district meeting, if you will, and and they'll start you know putting together. The district schedule, you know, you know, your team one, your team two, and they'll they'll start putting all that. So it's very, very interesting. We're going to be there live Thursday morning doing the show, uh, and hopefully we'll we'll get a lot of the coaches on and and uh, get their thoughts as they uh, as they come through and and get ready. We're, again, we're talking about two hundred coaches and administrators that are going to be on hand to learn. You know, uh, are we are we in in the same district we've been in for the last ten years, or did they stretch that rubber band a little differently and send us out west or send us south? Are we in the same region? You know, there's four regions to Texas. We've been region two for the last 35 years. Are we still region two? 
Or did they send us to Region 3 or Region 1? That's the cool thing. And we'll, we're, you know, we're, we're going to do the show from over there on Thursday. We've never done that. Uh, and we'll probably stay on a little longer Thursday because, again, we're going to get a packet as well uh, at 9 o'clock, right, right as we go off the air. And so we're going to want to maybe review that with you uh, right here on ESPN Central Texas. So we'll be there Thursday morning. And uh, look, I, 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 I'm excited. I think this is going to be fun. I, I, oh, it's a blast. I, I love going to it. And there's about four or five schools that I've kind of got circled that I want to go find out where they're going. Ugh. Yeah, there's, there's several out there. It, and it, it could be really, really good for some, and it could be really, really bad for some. Yep. That, that's exactly right. So that'll be Thursday, the realignment day. And, uh, and many thanks to all of the folks over the Region 12 Service Center. We'll get those guys on with us and, and talk about it. Because when I was over there a couple of weeks ago, they, they were already jazzed up about this event. Uh, because they know, they know the anxiety of some, the excitement of others. Uh, it's going to be a cool deal. Uh, it, and for us, you know, it, we'll, we'll get to take a look and, and, you know, is, you know, where did it, are there any surprises? This school has been in this district as long as I can remember. And now they're no longer in that district. What on earth just happened? You know, that kind oh, of there, stuff. There'll be some of those. Absolutely. Then, there will be. Then you'll look up and some of those teams in West Texas, you'll think, wow, what are, what are they doing here? And all of a sudden, well, like the last realignment, San Angelo Central, they ended up in the district with Euless Trinity and those guys. I mean, they had to drive into the mouth of the Metroplex to play a district game every other Friday night. Well, I were, mean, that's that's amazing. You remember a few years ago when Midway got sent out west. Mm-hmm. So they're playing volleyball games at 5 o'clock in Odessa or wherever it was. Right. I mean – it, it, and that's that's the hardest part. I mean, I talked about Sub-Bars San Angelo Central going into the the mouth of the Metroplex to try to play a Friday game, which they probably you know left at eight a.m. on Friday morning. But the thing to think about is those JV games, and then when you get to basketball, mm-hmm. those Tuesday Friday games, you're traveling on a Tuesday, you know, five hour bus ride on a Tuesday night to to play a basketball game. I yeah. mean, it's amazing. Now, look, a lot of those West Texas teams, that's just part of it because, you know, you've got Amarillo going to Midland and, and things like that. I mean, it just that's part of being out there. But it, it's not ideal for anybody, is it? No. Uh, and that's what I'm talking about. It, it, what, are the, I, what are the surprises? Well, there'll be a lot it, of them. And there will be some surprises. So we'll have all of that for you on, on Thursday uh, from over at the, the Region 12 Service Center. Broadcasting live. Should be fun. All right. Uh, basketball, the Baylor women win big, and I mean big, on Saturday. And a busy week is coming. Uh, they've got Oklahoma. They've got Texas twice this week as they make up one of those games that they lost. Uh, not lost, but uh, had postponed because of COVID. So, But after the game, uh, Derek and Sophia had a chance to catch up with Nikki Collin and talk about the uh, the win over West Virginia. And talk about the uh, the the triple the triple double for uh, for Jordan Lewis. Well, Baylor jumped out to the uh, big lead, and a lot of superlatives we could talk to you about, Coach Nikki. But let's start with Jordan Lewis because she pulled off something that doesn't happen uh, very often—a triple double, just the seventh in program history and the uh, first in, in in five seasons. You know, 
looking inside inside those numbers, what was it that impressed you most, not just about finishing with great numbers, but the way she played today? Um, you know, I think against this team, um, their ball pressure, you know, I think it's it's taking care of the ball is, is the key against this team. And, and we turned it over too much in the second half, but I think we got a little lax. Um, but to have Quinterly and, and some of those guys into her and, and to handle the pressure, not just handle it, um, you know, she could have searched her shot more, to be honest with you. Like the way they, they were playing our ball screens, they played off her. So she did a really good job of engaging, being patient, and finding open players. So I think it was that as much as anything. And, you know, certainly she missed the box out early in the game, and we got on her, you know, knowing she was guarding Hemingway and, and that that kid was an offensive rebounder. And then, then she kind of figured it out from there. So, you know, I, I don't know that she – maybe seven before this is the most um, rebound she's had in a game – with us and so just super proud of her I didn't know till I heard you guys actually as I was roaming the sidelines I actually heard you say it on your broadcast and I thought oh uh, so that's the I'm first glad time we can contribute yeah, I mean, that's yeah. I, it's the first time I really like looked at the box score that way you know to know and so you know I told her I said do you want to stay in you need two more rebounds because you get scared I mean you just see people get injured late in games and she'd played a lot of minutes and so she said, yeah, and, and I, I told her teammates, I said, hey, don't be fighting with her for a rebound. If she's near it, let her get it, you know, and so she got him pretty quickly, so that I was grateful for that. That's Nikki Collin visiting with uh, Derek and Sophia after the game uh, on Saturday uh, on the uh, Baylor Radio Network from Learfield and uh, heard, uh, heard on our sister station, 104.9 FM, so uh, on Saturday. Uh, and, and again, Ward, uh, huge win, five in a row now for, for this team, and in and, and, I think they've kind of gotten into their rhythm. They've gotten past the, the COVID. And they've gotten past some injuries, and and now they, even though it's a thin, thin rotation, it, it's she's kind of found. They've kind of found their stride. I think. Yeah, that consistency that they're looking for, they're they're right in the middle of it now. Now here comes a big challenge for this basketball team this week, just because of the amount of time that they're going to have for downtime. There's not going to be much. No. And you're going to have to turn around and play. And sometimes that really helps a basketball team, and sometimes it can hurt a basketball team. It all depends on how you approach it and, and how it unfolds for you. I mean, they they certainly could make a clean sweep of this just because they're in a rhythm and things are going good. And you, got, you can carry that from game to game and keep that rhythm going. If that works for them, then that'll be it. This will be a huge week for them to kind of separate themselves. Wednesday, Oklahoma. Friday night, Texas, and then Sunday, Texas in Austin. So that's what it looks like for uh, for Nikki Collins' team. And again, it, it'll begin with OU on Wednesday night, six thirty pregame, seven o'clock tip right here on ESPN Central Texas. It's 846. We're 14 now away from nine, and we're going to take a second to talk about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. You know, they've been serving Central Texas since 1943. Stop and think about that. Four generations of the Emory's have been serving Wacoans and Central Texans, and they've been doing it for a long time. And you don't do something for a long time if you don't do it well. And they do. Uh, John Emory, Braden is, you know, kind of – at the at the at the helm, if you will, now and and this family's just they've been about serving Central Texas. That's simple. Uh, their reputation's been built one customer at a time, and they've got a simple objective, and that's to make sure when you leave Pioneer Steel and Pipe that you leave as a satisfied customer with your buying experience. Uh, they offer the best 
in custom metal buildings. They've got um, uh, hay and equipment barns. They've got garage and carport covers, residential metal roofing, angle iron. They they also stock American-made grade 60 rebar. Basically, they're your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has a couple of locations. They're down in Bryan, but they're also right here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5, and they're open on Saturdays from 8 until noon. And you can always check them out at PioneerBoys.com, where you can check them out 24-7. That's Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, February 3rd, and hear from men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in-and-out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and Saturday, 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram too or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The Super Bowl matchup is set. Cincinnati needed overtime to beat Kansas City 27-24 for the AFC crown. Los Angeles held off San Francisco 20-17 for the NFC crown. The Las Vegas Raiders have named Patriot offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels as their next head coach. There are still five head coaching vacancies in the NFL. Baylor looks to shake off Saturday's loss to Alabama by hosting West Virginia tonight. Game time 8 o'clock and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. 
There's basketball at the Highlands Gym this evening as MCC hosts Hill. The women tip off at 5. The men's game starts at 7. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. Don't you know I'm still standing better than I ever did? Looking like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. All right, 851, not away from 9 o'clock. Greeny's coming up at 9. Don't forget John Morris and Matt Mosley broadcasting live today from Coach's Smoke in downtown Waco. And well, I tell you, it's going to be a lot of fun as uh, John is going to have Fran Fraschillo on the program around 3.15 today. Matt will have a former uh, Baylor great Clay Johnston on the program. Clay and his Cincinnati Bengals headed to the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. How about that? You, you, you don't have a team host and play in the game until last year, and now you're going to do it two years in a row. I mean, that's it's kind of wacky. Pretty incredible, isn't it? It, it is kind of wacky, but uh, so there you go. Uh, and, and all right, Ward, I, I, give me the early pick, Cincinnati. And, and you're going to you got two weeks to change your mind, but early today, Cincinnati or Los Angeles? I know that the line right now is in the favor of the Rams by four, but I'm going to go Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, even on the road. You know, I I don't disagree. There's something about that kid that he just finds ways to win games. He He really does. It's it's amazing. Stop and think about it. You're on the road. You haven't been to the Super Bowl in a thousand years. You're on the road in Kansas City. The place is going bonkers. You've just given up 21 straight. It's 21 to 3. Everybody looks a little dazed and confused. I think there's a song in there someplace. Uh, but, uh, it, it, uh, but you found a way to come back and win the game. You found a way to come back and win the game. How in the world? Again, it's just staying the course and believing in what you're doing. And that defense played lights out, you know, going into the second half and really put Mahomes in in a place that he was not comfortable and gave you the opportunity, got you a couple of turnovers. And, you know, you go out there offensively and just stay the course and and get it done. It's it's amazing how he can just be as calm as he was and and not ever – Hit that panic button. That panic button's a lot closer than you think, but you never reached for it. When, when and I know that body language doesn't always tell the tell the story. Tells a lot of it. But he certainly looks like he's just. You know what? Let's just go play. Here's another series. Here's another first down. Let's just go play. I mean, and and that was kind of my takeaway yesterday. Even when it was twenty-one to three, he wasn't the body language with him on the sideline, and they could, you know. Look, CBS focused on Pat Mahomes on one sideline and and him on the other. So there's a lot of camera shots of those guys. He he didn't look like I mean, he looked like he'd been down been in this this scenario Nothing before. Nothing faces him. And he hasn't been in this scenario before. That's the amazing thing. I mean, this is a guy that's 2 years out of college. And he's trying to guide a franchise and a city to the championship for the first time since 88. This is a team that had the worst record in the NFL just two years ago. Didn't they just win four games last year? Four. Had the worst record in the NFL two years ago. 
Think about that. And, and now he, they're going to the Super Bowl. And he's like, you know, hey, let's just go get it done. And, and they found a way to do it. And, and so I'm with you. I think today, and I may change my mind as we as we go through and start doing a little research on the on these two teams, but I, I think today I'm going Cincinnati. I'm going Cincinnati. On the road. And it is a road game. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, but it won't be. I understand how the how the tickets are distributed and all that, but it's still a team that you got to go travel and play in their part. Well, I mean, they get to sleep in their bed. They get to do you know their their pregame. It's all going to be normal like a home game. That's mm-hmm. that's true. But the atmosphere wise won't be so much. But you know there is something to be said about being able to sleep in your bed and, and go through you know the things that you do on a normal basis and not have as many distractions. Now, there's going to be the, the distractions of the Super Bowl by itself because it's still the Super Bowl. They'll still have right. to do the media stuff and still have to, you know, all those things that go along with the week of the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, that that will be different. But, yeah, you're you're playing on your grass or your carpet, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> at, 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 you know, well, and, you, and that's got to be a that's got to be a comfortable feeling. And even if the NFL makes him go get in a hotel or whatever, you're still, well, I'm sure they do that on game day anyway. Yeah, but I'm talking about like for the whole week, like like the like the opponent. I don't know how how they did Tampa. I, I don't remember how they did Tampa last year. Did they make them spend you know a week? They did, so they made them. But you're still not having to get on an airplane and fly to a different city. I mean, it's all about no, you know, the comforts of home, even if you are staying in a hotel. Yeah, and I don't. So I don't. I mean, know. even if the NFL says you're staying in a hotel, if you if your house is a block away, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I don't know. Come on, man. <laughs> it's eight fifty-seven. That is going to do it for us on a Monday. Thanks for uh, being a part of the program. Thanks to Jerry Hill for being on the show. We'll do it again tomorrow, uh, bright and early at seven a.m. We'll be talking Big Monday, the uh, Bears in West Virginia. That's uh, coming up tonight at seven thirty for the pregame, eight o'clock for the tip. Look forward to that. Have yourself a great day, and uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you in the morning at seven, right here on ESPN Central Texas.